0: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Looking ahead, during the month of September, the team at City Bible Forum are focusing attention on building collective action in the Christian community. I guess that means you and me. Well, they've set their sights on generating excitement, motivating believers, and supporting them with resources. And they're hoping to address Christian timidity or apathy in sharing Jesus. Dr. Sam Chan is on the team at City Bible Forum. He's also known as the Espresso Theologian. He has a PhD in Theology and he's also a medical doctor. Sam Chan, a special welcome back to 2020. Oh, Neil, thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. Let's talk about sharing your faith with someone else. Sam, for a lot of people, this is actually hard work. Yeah, I think... All Christians want to tell their friends about Jesus.
1: All Christians know they should be telling their friends about Jesus. But it's just so hard to know where to begin. And at the same time, I think we sense the world has changed. Uh, you know, 40, 50 years ago when Billy Graham came to Sydney, the non-believer was a church non-believer. They probably did SRE at school. They've been to Sunday school. They've been to the church soccer or netball team. But these days, most of our
0: non-believing friends are unchurched. They're what we call post-Christian, post-church, post-reached. So Sam, if we're going to have a a discussion about sharing your faith, uh, having this sort of conversation, I wonder whether we can take it right back to the very simplest form of having some sort of a spiritual conversation with a friend or a colleague. How do you get into that? Yeah, it's
1: good to think of conversations as having three layers just like onions have layers conversations have layers on the outside layer of conversations uh when we talk about interest in the middle layer is when we talk about values and at the core layer is when we talk about world views so interest conversations are small talk where we talk about the weather the weekend and sport Values are where we start talking about what's good, what's beautiful, like do we prefer vanilla over chocolate ice cream, romantic comedies over action, or so you know what, we, what our views on ethics or politics might be. But worldview conversations are what we're calling spiritual conversations, where we talk about what's real, maybe our faith, uh, do we pray, is there life after death, is there a God, those sort of conversations.
0: What do we do to get confident in that space? Because some might think I've got to do a special course to learn all about that. But as you describe it, uh, we've all got this way of talking about those things of interest, whether it's sport or the weather, as you say. Uh, We've all got an ability to be able to contribute on a values level. Sometimes we might be doubtful about whether we've got the right values or not, but we're in a growing learning curve. But this core layer about worldviews, sometimes we get a bit concerned about that yes because we don't know where to start so here we got to realize that the art of conversation is
1: letting the other person do 99 percent of the talking and what we need to do is to see that person as a person in the image of god they are the most interesting most important person in my life at this moment and i need i need to take a genuine curiosity in who they are and what makes them tick so i need to be a good listener be present and just ask good questions and get them talking as long as possible.
0: Asking questions, is this something you can practice when you're on your own and say, well, these are the sorts of questions I might ask to open up a conversation. What sort of questions might you be thinking of?
1: Oh, for sure. we it's the power of the second question. And I'm a medical doctor. And as medical doctors, we love to make jokes about our psychiatry colleagues. And um, we say, well, you only need to learn two questions to be a psychiatrist. You just need to ask, how are you going And how are you really going? So it's the power of the second question. So I'll give you an example. Let's say we ask someone what they did on the weekend. So that's a question of genuine curiosity. I want to know what you did on the weekend. And they might say, I played basketball on the weekend. So they've answered at the level of interest because basketball interests them. So all we have to do is ask a follow-up second question. Wow, what do you like about basketball? And here they're gonna have to enter the layer of values. They'll say something like, well, I like to stay healthy. And then we could ask another question say, well, what is about health that you find important? And then to answer this, they will now talk about their worldviews. They might say something like, well, you only live once, so you need to look after your body. So just by showing genuine curiosity uh, and asking the power of the second question, questions like, tell me more, how do you feel about that? people then have the permission to go deeper and deeper in the conversations.
0: So if you're meeting someone on the street or at a coffee shop and you get into a conversation, you're going to ask those sorts of questions anyway, aren't you? Because getting to know someone means that you're going to want to explore what they do and how they feel and what they believe. And once you've actually ascertained that, then you've got an opening to be able to talk about God. How do you bring the spirituality aspect in there? Yeah, that's right. And I think
1: we make it harder than it really is because we think, oh, to have a spiritual conversation, I need to talk about God, I need to talk about Jesus, I need to mention all six points of the gospel. All we're doing is giving them permission to talk about their faith, what they believe in, what is most real. So we can even ask little questions like, these are safe gentle questions like what religion did your parents raise you with so that's a gentle descriptive answer it's not going to start an argument we're not going to argue with them on what religion their parents brought them up with but we just simply ask them what religion did your parents have and maybe then we can ask a follow-up question do you have a faith and no matter what they answer we just go wow Tell me more. So they say, I'm a Buddhist. We can say, wow, tell me more. How do you pray? What do you do in the temple? What do you? What dreams do you have for your children? Or if they say, I'm an atheist, we could say again, wow, tell me more. How long have you been an atheist? Were your parents atheists? Tell me more. And again, show genuine curiosity and show that it's safe for them to be Uh, to be vulnerable and to open up in front of us.
0: Sam, do you think that ordinary Aussies or people that you'd meet on the street are actually enthusiastic to have these conversations because they're interested in the fact that someone is interested in what they think and what they believe? Well, yes and no. No, because none of us have been equipped to have these conversations. I think that's what
1: makes it so awkward, both for the Christian and the non-Christian. But yes, because these are the things that are most deep, most real to us. And interesting, during the pandemic, when we were locked in isolation, they say, well, the Google stats show that people searching for words like Jesus, Bible and prayer went up 20, 40, 60% during the pandemic. So there's this moment where we think, you know, you know what, I can talk about the weather all day. I can talk about chocolate ice cream all day. But sooner or later, I really do want to talk to someone about what's most deep, most real in my life.
0: Sam, if you get a cold response when you're initiating a conversation and uh, you're asking some of these questions, Uh, Or if you get a knockback early in that conversation, uh, do you cool off or do you press in? What are your thoughts here?
1: I think you treat them like a a human being. We treat them the same way we do want to be treated and think, you know what, they don't want to talk about this right now. That's fine. Uh, Jesus is in control. Jesus is bigger than what's going on in front of me right now. And... I can't control how this person's responding, but I can still treat them with love, gentleness, and respect. And just know that one day they may want to talk to us later about this, but treat them with respect. And at City Bible Forum, we have this saying that a no answer is not a never answer. So we have many stories where someone has asked their friend, hey, would you like to read the Bible with me? And that person has said no. But a few months later, even years later, they might say, you know what? I do want to read the Bible with you. Uh, Would it be okay if I did?
0: We mentioned resources from City Bible Forum. What sort of things can people access if they go to the City Bible Forum website?
1: Well, right now, uh, we're running a campaign encouraging people to, to have these spiritual conversations. And there's a nice little gentle nudge website we can go to, and it's called Dive Deeper. And if you go there, you can take a quiz to find out what sort of evangelist are you. Are you a reluctant one? Are you a scared one? Are you a keen evangelist? And from that quiz, we can give you resources to help you take it one step
0: further. And for the typical Aussie, now, given that you were born in Hong Kong, uh, grew up in Australia, there's an old Aussie saying, uh, have a go, you mug. It's an old cricket expression. Is there something in that that still is an encouragement for Christian believers to share their faith, to open a conversation, just to have a go?
1: Oh, for sure. And then even to take it in gentle baby steps. I think evangelism is like exercise. We all know we should be doing it, but we find it hard. So, we can do little things to help us. Like, I have a friend, he puts his jogging shoes right next to his bed. So, the first thing that happens when he wakes up is he puts his jogging shoes on. And then sooner or later, he finds himself out the door running. But it's all those little gentle nudge things that we can do. And so, for us, what we can do is say, okay, okay, I'm not trying to tell this person about Jesus, but maybe I can just begin with a question by just saying, hey, do you have a faith or what religion did your parents raise you with? Or when they ask us what we did on the weekend, we can say, you know what, I went to church on Sunday and this is what I learned. Would you like to hear more? So just little gentle baby steps and little changes that we make in our lifestyle will help.
0: Let me mention, too, that while you might go to divedeeper.org.au, some wonderful books, books that Sam's written, How to Talk About Jesus Without Being That Guy, Evangelism in a Skeptical World, or Preaching as the Word of God. Uh, You can connect with Sam Chan at citybibleforum.org, citybibleforum.org, and during the month of September, encouraging you to have a spiritual conversation with a non-Christian friend or a colleague about Jesus. CityBibleForum.org. Dr. Sam Chan, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand
0: from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.